songs that you're getting ready to hear, we do not have the right to these songs, but we want to be glorifying Jesus. We want to lift up his name. And after you hear these two songs, lifting up the name of Jesus, then she could going to come with a dance to also Jesus. So let these songs and the ministry too that she uses to glorify God. Amen. Jesus is mine. 
want to hear that guitar for just a moment. I, I just want you to minister. The Bible calls it a, a Zamar praise. That praise upon the string instruments is that Zamar praise. God, glory to God. The Bible says that Saul called for David to offer a Zamar praise. When he was troubled with the spirit, there are some of you who are troubled in your spirit. But as we worship God in this fashion, God is going to set you free in your spirit.
he's an opposer. So he's not going to tell me the truth. So anytime the devil tells me I'm not something, I always say I am that. Anytime the devil tells me I am something, of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight because you are my strength and my redeemer in Jesus name amen amen grab your Bibles this morning I know you got the word with you and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28 Deuteronomy chapter 28 we're going to talk about today what have you been hearing amen what have you been hearing? Is it the word and the report of the Lord or is it the word and the report of social media? Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Honk your horns when you're there. Amen. I don't think everybody made it there yet. Amen. Let's wait a few more minutes. Hallelujah. And the word of God reads, And it sh shall come to pass that if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments, which I have commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations, and all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now one thing I want to say this morning is, whose voice are we hearkening to? Are we succumbing to what's being said in the media and every place? Or are we hearkening to what the word said? If the word said, I am delivered, I'm delivered. If the word says, I am healed, I am healed. If the word says, I am set free, I am set free. Because the Bible says that he whom the son set free is free indeed. How about you? I've been set free. Hallelujah. When you look at that word, hearken, it literally means to incline your ear. It literally means to sit up and pay attention to what the Lord is saying. And in this hour, if we are not paying attention to what the Lord is saying through his word, we will fall prey to everything that's being said on TV. Everything that's being said, you will be literally become Fearful, And God said in his word, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Whose report are we going to believe today? Hallelujah. I choose to believe the report of the Lord because I am going to hearken diligently unto his voice. I am going to keep his commandments because what? I want the blessings of the Lord to come upon me. How about you? I want the blessing of the Lord to just chase me down and overtake me. Because the Bible says, if I hear what he's saying, if I do what the Lord says, the blessings of the Lord will chase me down. The Bible also says that the blessing of the Lord makes us rich and add no sorrow to it. So why do we want to be downcast in this season? No, we want to look up because our redemption draws nigh. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm stirred up and I'm excited today because we are literally at the end of the ages. We know it and we're stepping over. We're already over into the kingdom age. But unfortunately, some people are lagging behind because they're not walking in the kingdom. They're still walking in the earth. They're still walking in the earth mentality and not the kingdom mentality. And when you walk in the kingdom mentality, you hear what the Lord is saying and you obey. You hear what the Lord is doing and you do what he says. When Jesus came to the earth, he came and he didn't do anything unless the father instructed him to do it. 
He didn't say anything unless he heard from heaven. So what did he do? He literally inclined his ear to what the Lord was saying. And that's what God is telling us today. Incline your ear to what I'm saying. Listen up. Obey. The Bible says if you are willing and obedient, you will eat what? The good of the land. But you got to be willing. What does that mean? I have to do not my will be done, but thy will be done. I have to be obedient to what God is saying do at all times. If you turn in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 1, go there right quick. Psalms chapter 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night. I want to stop right there. We just heard in the Deuteronomy where it says, hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord. But then in Psalms chapter 1, it says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. We have a lot of ungodly counsel going on today. But we have to hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord because my Bible tells me that blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly godly amen so if you, if you want to do what god has called you to do be who he want what he's who you've he's called you to be we have to walk not in the counsel of the ungodly in other words i don't care what media is saying i don't care what's going on and what's being said i care about what the word says the bibles who are report are we going to believe we have to believe the report of the lord for months for years since i've been here six years the woman of God, Apostle Amanda, has been saying, get ready, something is coming. Get yourself rooted and grounded in the word. And now, guess what is here? Are we really rooted and grounded in the word to the degree that no matter what come hell or high water, we're going to say, I believe the report of the Lord. I believe the report of the Lord. No evil shall befall me. It's not going to come nigh my dwelling. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe the report of the Lord. And I tell you what, if you get the word of God down in your heart, in your spirit, it will begin to overflow out of your mouth and your body. The Bible says that out, it says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, but the water can't flow if the water never went in. Amen. The water can't flow if it never went in. Glory. So we have to do what God is telling us to do. In Psalms it goes on to say, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. What are we meditating on? Are we meditating on the bad report, the oh, woe is me, forgetting that God says I've blessed you with all spiritual blessings, forgetting about that God says that I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, or are we so focused and inundated with what's going on in the world today, and we should be concerned. I'm not saying not be concerned and pray, but we have to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You remember back in the Old Testament when the children of Israel, before they got brought out of Egypt, it was a lot stuff going on they had plague after plague after plague and it was it was a horrible thing but it got lifted and they were set free the bible says whom the son set free is free indeed i'm free from all of this stuff because the bible says that he will put none of the plagues upon me that came upon the egyptians amen so i don't i'm not receiving everything that's going on in the media today amen i'm not receiving it yes sometimes we get attacked by certain things and situations physical ailments and things yes we don't deny that but i know who my deliverer is and just like god delivered moses and the children of israel out of a place of bondage and corruption and evilness god can deliver you Hallelujah. Honk your horns real loud if you believe that God can deliver you. Hallelujah. And it goes on to say in Psalms chapter 1 verse 3, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth. What are we bringing forth today? Where are we truly planted today? Are you, are you planted in the word or are you planted in front of the TV? Are you planted in the word of God or are you planted on the phone talking about, oh, what was me? God is saying that I want you to bring forth fruit in this season. This season, right now. Hallelujah. If you go back in Numbers chapter 16, 
One of my favorite scriptures because that's where God began to purge me out of myself. I was rebellious. I was just getting in ministry, but God wouldn't let me out of Numbers chapter 16 for quite a while because there was something in me that he had to get out because I was hearing believing my own press. Well, what do you mean about believing your own press? Believing your own press is thinking high, more highly of yourself than you are. In other words, you let people gas your head up, making you think that you all that in a bag of chips and not a lick of anointing, but you want to go and do something and preach and prophesy, but you're not full of the word of God. So God had to sit me down for a minute until he began to gut me out and clean me out and get all those things out of me that I put in myself and let people put in me by what they said. But see, I wasn't hearkening diligently until the voice of the Lord. I was hearkening diligently until my own press. I was listening to what people said. You need to be preaching. You need to be prophesying. You need a platform. Not knowing that I was getting set up by the enemy to fall. And that's what God is saying today. Hearken diligently unto the word, to his voice, what he's saying in this hour. Because I tell you what, if not, you're going to end up like Korah and his core hosts. Remember, Korah, Dathan, Abiram, own got away. He got some sense and he left. But the rest of them got swallowed up into the earth. And then after that, uh, 250 of men renowned, the elders in the congregation ended up dead. And after that, 16,700 people that blamed Moses, that blamed the leader for what they really did... They ended up dying the next day before Aaron could get there with the fire pan and offer a sacrifice. The mark of a true leader will intercede for us when we wrong. The mark of a true leader that's hearkening diligently until the voice of the Lord will stand in the gap and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and, pray and intercede and pray until things get broken in the realm of the spirit. See, sometimes we don't want to bow down and we don't want to pray and we don't want to seek his face and turn from our wicked ways because many people don't really want to be healed of the stuff they're dealing with. Because it's become comfortable, it's become a part of them, and to let it go means, hey, you're going to lose some people. You're going to lose some friends, you're going to lose some contacts, you're going to lose a whole lot of stuff that came out of Egypt with you. And God is saying, get rid of the mixed multitude, get rid of everything and everybody that's not like God. Everybody that's trying to seduce you back into the world, you need to let them go. So that you can hearken diligently into the voice of the Lord. Keep his commandments. And you know what? It's not even about, but let me, let me tell you this. The biggest blessing is the kingdom of God in your heart. It's not the money. It's not the houses, the cars, the lands. The Bible says that when you look in Deuteronomy chapter 28, that word blessed literally translates as having the kingdom of God in your heart. It don't have nothing to do in that particular scripture right there in that verse of nothing except the kingdom of God in your heart. See, we can have everything. We can have huge churches and we can have small churches and we can have huge houses. We can have all the vehicles and everything that we want. But when we don't have the kingdom of God in our heart, it does not mean a hill of beans and it's not going to get you into heaven. Never seen nobody riding behind taking a car to heaven with them. Bearing a car in the grave. No, none of that is going. But if we hearken diligently into the voice of the Lord and keep all his commandments, keep his commandments, it says that all the blessings will come upon. Everybody say, come upon. If I do what is right in the eyes of the Lord and I walk uprightly before him, the blessings automatically are going to come upon me. When I tell you when I came to North Carolina, I was okay. But I've been living in the overflow ever since I got down here because I hearkened diligently to the voice of the Lord, kept his commandments, did not look back. When I left, I was gone. I'm out. Kaput. See you later. Sayonara. I was gone. Just like God blessed Abraham, that's what God did for me and that's what he will do for you because he is no respecter of persons, amen? God is not a respecter of persons. What he does for one, he will do for another. But you got to reposition yourself. Many of us have gotten out of position for a position. I'm going to say that again. 
Many people have gotten out of position trying to get a position. And God is saying, get back to your word. Get your prayer life back in order. You know, if you have a time struggling to pray, then sit there before God until he speaks. We don't always have to be saying something. God just might want you to come and commune and fellowship with him. Amen. That is so important in this hour. Because if we're so full of CNN and uh, ABC and CBS and, and Fox and all and, and all of those different news channels, we'll begin to believe the report of man instead of the report of the Lord. My God says that I can, he said that I, he might come, he come that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I refuse to walk in poverty because that's not in my DNA. I refuse to walk in ill health because he said in by his stripes I was already healed. I'm not receiving anything less than what's due me according to the kingdom. And once we get a kingdom mindset, you will begin to walk in power, anointing of the Holy Ghost, knowing that whenever you walk into a place, people automatically get healed. Whenever we show up, People ought to start getting healed. Whenever we show up in power, people ought to be able to be set free in their minds, in their bodies, and in their spirit. When we show up to people that are unsaved, there ought to be something in us, so much of God in us, that they begin to say, what must I do to be saved? Have you ever walked up to somebody and just begin to have a conversation, and they begin to weep? And then you begin to minister salvation to them. And then they begin to get saved. And then you see a wonderful transformation of their life. That's the type of power and anointing and authority that God is saying in this last day we must walk in. Because I've hearkened diligently into his voice. Because I've kept his commandments. Because I've acknowledged him in all my ways and then he will make my path straight. He will direct my path. See, many of us have gotten off the path to do our own thing and then blame God when stuff ain't happening like you want it to happen because you've gotten off the path. So everything that was promised that you were supposed to pick up on the path, you've made your own path, gone another way and then blame God when you're not getting what's over here. Can I get an amen, somebody? The blessings of the Lord make me rich. I don't know about you, but the blessings of the Lord makes me rich and add no sorrow to it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you also look in the book of First Samuel, very, very, very interesting situation that went on turning your Bibles to 1st Samuel hallelujah chapter 4 <clears throat> now to give a little backdrop on this this is a classic example a priest not adhering to the word of the Lord because they had their own agenda. Hophni and Pinehas, Eli's two wicked sons, they were called sons of Belial, which means wicked, evil, and lawless. You have so many people today living wicked, evil, and lawlessly, even in the house of God, that one of the reasons I believe that, that many are not meeting right now is because God says, I need to shut it down so I can clean my house. Amen. Go to chapter 4, verse 2. Well, it started at verse 1. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside Ebenezer. And the Philistines pitched in Aphek. And the Philistines put themselves array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines. Now note that Israel had always won. But all of a sudden they got smitten, alright? They would, and it goes on to say they slew, uh, excuse me, they, and they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. And when the people were coming to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore have the elders of Israel said, 
Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us, that when it's come among us, it may save us out of the hand of the enemies. Now, I want to just stop right there, right quick, and say something. They assumed, now see, um, Hophni and Pinehas, Eli's wicked, lawless, wretched, acting crazy sons of Belial, that's what the Bible calls them, sons of Belial, they were sleeping with the women, they were drinking, they were doing all type of stuff they should not have been doing, and Eli did not chastise his sons. They still wore the linen ephods. That's a whole nother message. What are you wearing today? I'm just throw that in there. What are you wearing today? Are you wearing the clothes of righteousness and acting a fool when you're not at church? God is saying, clean it up because I'm cleaning house. He says, I am cleaning house, literally. And it goes on to say, if you drop down to verse 11, and the ark of the Lord was taken in the two sons, Eli and Hophni, Excuse me. The two sons of Eli, Hophni and Pinehas, were slain. Now, what they did was they took the Ark of the Covenant into battle, assuming that because the Ark, and we know the presence of God dwelled in the Ark of the Covenant in those days, but they assumed that because they took something that where God dwells, that it was going to save them. It did not. They assumed incorrectly. They took that ark into battle and the Philistines, they were afraid because, oh Lord, here come that ark. And they were afraid, but they still won. Why? Because it was out of order what the, um, what Hophni and Pennyhouse were doing and they were assuming. See, they didn't hear what the Lord was saying. They didn't hearken diligently into his voice. They didn't keep his commandments as priests. And when they got in that situation, the ark ended up being taken into captivity. It was taken to several Philistine cities. See, sometimes when you think you're doing something and you and don't nobody see what you're doing, you got you all dressed up, you wearing the part, you look the part, you acting like you say, talking like you say, halfway walking like you say, because you know we know how to straighten it up when certain people come around, and then all of a sudden, you know, when when ain't nobody around but our family and the people that really know us, then we really cut loose and let people know, hey, this is just me, this is just who I am. God understand he know my heart yeah he do know our heart that's why he had to send Jesus to deliver us from ourselves and it goes on to say the ark of yeah when the ark of God was taken it went to all those Philistine cities now check this out the ark of the Lord the glory of God in the ark in all of these pagan Philistine cities Whenever you don't hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord and keep his commandment, you literally are taking the glory of God. The presence of God is Jesus Christ is in you. And you go to off places, crazy places, laying up, rolling around. You know what I'm talking about. Doing all this stuff behind the scenes. And God is saying, I know what you're doing. But he began to, they begin to take the ark to places that it should not have been because it was stolen. It was in a wrong place. And what began to happen in one city, everybody in the city broke out with hemorrhoids. In another city, people went to falling dead. Why? Because the ark, the glory, the presence of God was in a place it should not have been. And it was illegally captured and taken away. The, the spirit of God is in you. Where are we taking the spirit of God in us? Hallelujah. I tell you what, I, I don't want to be like those cities where things go to breaking out on my body and they, they got the botch and the itch and all of that stuff, the stuff that the Egyptians had begin to come on those cities in Ashdod. They were in, and then in Ashdod, that's, Ashdod, that's where Dagon was. Went on up in the temple, set the, uh, uh, the Ark of the Covenant down, Ashdod fell, Ashdod fell over the fish god. Dagon, excuse me. Fell over, broke up, hot mess. And even those priests came back into the temple, their temple of their God, and said, we ain't coming back in here. We're not going to even cross the threshold. Why? Because they realize that the power of God is stronger than that little fish God. How about you? Do you realize that the power of God in you is stronger than any God, little G God here on the earth? Do you really, really realize that when he said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, he meant what he said and he said what he meant. He wasn't saying that to 
tickle your fancy. It wasn't just a, a few cute words. He said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That means more means over abundance exceedingly. More. Everybody say more. But in order for you to get to the more, you got to hear what God is saying. In order to get to the more, we're going to have to turn from our wicked ways. And you cannot even be caught up in sinful activities, but you can have sinful uh, thoughts in your mind that will cause you to turn away from the Lord and begin to look at other things. You begin to wink at sin and say, oh, it's okay. I can do that. God, nobody saw me, Pastor. didn't see me do it. Nobody saw me do it. But guess what? God saw you do it. And that's what's important. What we do behind the scenes is what's important. What we do behind the scenes in the word of God is going to carry you during this time of economic and, and pandemic crisis. Oh yeah, it's a crisis to the world. But I tell you what, I'm a kingdom citizen and there's no crisis in me. Amen. There is no crisis in heaven. Hallelujah. If you believe that there is no crisis in heaven, go ahead and honk your horn. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So Samuel, and remember Elijah? Remember there was something going on and Elijah said, okay, okay, ain't going to be no rain. Okay, I'm going to go. And God says, go and sit by the brook, Elijah. So it stopped raining, but guess what? Elijah, man of God, you, men and women of God, there is a brook. There is a brook prepared for God's children. And even though there was no rain in the land, God sustained Elijah because he wasn't thirsty. And let me tell you, the word of God will quench your thirst. And for all you people that's running around thirsty, we need to get in the book and say, oh God, quench my thirst. Amen. Elijah didn't miss a meal. Why? Why didn't he miss a meal? Even the dirty bird, the raven, came and brought him his food. See, many people nowadays, when you hearken diligently to, if you not hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord and keeping his commandment, you want your stuff prepared a certain way. I, I'm not taking that because they don't look right. I'm not taking that because it wasn't prepared the way I wanted to be prepared. I'm not taking that, and can I take it a step further? I'm not just talking about natural food. I'm talking about spiritual food. See, some people only want to receive spiritual food from the people that they want to receive it from. If it can't be from a big name on TV, God didn't say it. If it didn't come out of a mouth of a prophet, God surely didn't say that. But the last I heard when I read the book, a donkey opened up his mouth and began to speak the word of the Lord and the man of God had to listen. It was a uh, it was a very peculiar and particular situation at that time. A donkey talking? Think about that. So we can't say just because a person is not a quote unquote prophecy. We got so many people out here now hearkening and listening to false prophets and false doctrine and doctrines of error and heresy. Why? Because it's something that you want to hear. You got itching ears and the itching ears was going to end you up in a situation and in a place that you don't want to be in. Why? Because when you, the Bible says he that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. But if you have itching ears and you want to hear everything else, See, let me tell you what a real leader would do. A real leader is going to check you in at the door. A real leader is going to tell you about yourself, whether you want to do what? Hear it or hearken or not. The job of a true leader is to tell you about yourself, to prepare you for battle. And God is saying, get up soldiers, wake up church, prepare yourself for battle because we are in a war. Get up out of the sandbox and get on the battlefield. Church has been playing too long. People are dying and going to hell. And people, a lot of Christians want to put a pamper on, put a pacifier in their mouth, sit in a sandbox, be coddled and play. When you need to get your armor on, tighten up that belt of truth, get your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and begin to decree and declare that Jesus is Lord. He's coming soon. See, when you got your armor on, 
kinds of the uh, most interesting wars. If you know, I, words fail me right now. But we are in a, the most interesting war I've ever seen in the realm of the spirit. But if you don't have the word in you, you can't even fight. If you don't have the power of God in you, you can't even decree and declare a thing and it will be so. If you don't, if walk, if you're not walking in the authority and the power of God that He said that you can have when the enemy come in like a flood, you won't have a standard to raise up because the word ain't in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many of us need the word in us like never before? Without the word, you can't do nothing. It's going to come a time when you may not even have a cell phone. What if the towers went down? What if you can't get on Facebook? What if you can't get in touch with your pastor? Where is your power coming from then? What are you going to do when you can't call nobody? Do you have a relationship with the Lord to the degree that you can call on Jesus and he'll make it all right? You can call on Jesus and he'll heal your body. He'll step into the room. He'll take care of you. He'll hold you. But if you don't have a relationship when all the rest of this stuff start to hitting, you will faint. You will faint if you don't have the word of God down on the inside of you like never before. If you can't stand up against the the face of adversity and say, no, I don't receive that in the name of Jesus. You will not attack me. You will not attack my family. You can't have my kids. You will not divide my church. So you got to have that intestinal fortitude. Well, we will stand flat-footed against the face of adversity and say, no! No means no. And I tell you what, I'm tired of mamsy-pamsy Christians who want to look cute. See, I, I know that God is stripping the church because we can't get our weave done, we can't get our nails done, we can't get our toes done, men can't get no haircuts. Come on now. So God is saying, I'm getting rid of pride. I'm getting rid of the arrogance. I'm moving all of that stuff so my bride can get back in position. So the bride can fall in love with me again. See, God says, I got to strip you of everything that you think you know and you won't really know. Because stuff has been covered up by pride and arrogance and haughtiness. And God is saying, I'm going to shut it down. Because I need you to get back in my word. I need you to get back on your face like never before. I need you to hear from heaven. I need you to decree what I am saying to you. God has given a decree to his people. Many haven't heard it because many ain't listening. Many ain't even in the book. Many can't tarry in the spirit. Many don't want to pray because they got to go make a phone call. Many people don't want to wait on God because they got to go wait on their boo. Hello, somebody. Many people don't want to do what it takes to the next, get to the next level in the kingdom because it's all about me. It's all about look at me, see me, hear me. Please be attached to me, somebody. I know I'm talking right today. I believe that when, if you go back into the book of Samuel, when that ark of God was taken into captivity, it did come back one day. Amen? Hallelujah. That glory did come back. And I believe that there's a shaking going on right now. There's a quaking going on right now in the Christian community all over the world because God is saying, I'm going to bring my glory back. And when it comes back, it's going to come back into a house full of my presence, full of worship, pure worship, not this jacked up stuff that's going on right now, twerking on the altar, doing all that foolishness, mixing music with the world music and saying we put God on it. No, God, that was birthed out of sin and God says, I'm tired of that. So I shut it down. But when my glory comes back, as that glory came back, the camp began to rejoice. Because they heard a noise. They Somebody here heard a noise. They heard a shout. And they heard a rejoicing. And at that time, people...
people began to rejoice because they saw that ark of fire off and it caught fire. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to catch on fire for him to the point that we can look at the world and say, world, watch me burn for Jesus. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives on the inside of me. And when you get to the point to where you don't care about what people say about you, what they said about you, what they perceived about you, how they looked at you up and down because you ain't look like them. Hello, somebody. I know I'm talking right in the house today. Just because a person perceives you a certain way, it don't make you that. The Sadducees and Pharisees perceived Jesus a certain way and he was a certain, he was a son of God. So he wasn't what they perceived him to be, yet he was who he was. Amen? So we got to stop being hung up on all of that. So in closing, it's not going to be a long message. I think I got five closings for y'all bear with me. <laughs> Apostle got three. I beat her the other day. I said I got five. <laughs> but anyway, we give God the glory. So we have to know that if you're listening to what God is saying in this hour, you will succeed. You will have good success. Things will be well with you because the Bible says so. But if you go in another direction and do your own thing and think that all of a sudden you're going to come and put God on it and you ain't spent no time in prayer, no time in the word, no fasting, none of that, then all of a sudden when stuff go to happening, you won't have a clue as what to do. And what to do is all in the book. Everything that you need is in the book. Every word that you think you need from a prophet is already been written. It's in the book. Everybody say it's in the book. Hallelujah. It's in the book. Power belongs to God. Power comes from his word. And his word is his word, which is the Bible. We have to get in it. We have to allow the word to get down on the inside of us. Because there's other stuff coming. And like I said, you may not have your cell phone. I tell you what, I got Jesus. I don't need the cell phone, baby. I got Jesus. I don't need Facebook. I got Jesus. I don't need nothing but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the noonday. Jesus in the evening. Jesus in the middle of the night. You can call me fanatic if you want to. But I tell you what. What I tell you is Jesus that kept me. It's Jesus that kept my mind. It's Jesus that healed my body. It's Jesus that raised me up. It's Jesus. It was not man. It was Jesus that did it. And God is going to do it for you if you let him. If you let him. If you let him do it, he will. Glory be to God. If you let him, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But it says if. What does that word mean, if? That means that that is something that you have to do. You got to make a move. You can't just sit back and say, well, yeah, God is going to bless me one day. He already blessed you if you his. I'm going to get delivered one day. If you belong to him, you already delivered. You just got to walk it out. You got to wake up every day knowing who you are. If you're willing, that means God, not my will, but thine be done. God, I, I, I don't want to get up at three o'clock this morning, but thy will be done. And pray, God, I, I don't want to get up early before I go to work and pray, but thine will be done. God, I don't want to release this $2,000 to whoever God said give it to. But And I'm not doing a money line. Don't even play me. I'm just doing an example. Somebody just said she's going to do a money line. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, whatever the will of God is, and he speaks it to you, that's what you do. That's what you do. If you are willing and obedient, it says what? You will eat the good of the land. That means that the, the land, hey, belongs to us. The Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. I'm getting all mine, and if you don't want yours, you mess around. Don't get yours. I'm coming to get it too. I'm taking it all. Hallelujah. So in closing, I want you to know 
that in order to get what God says and to do what he says, we got to hear what he's saying. We got to get in the book. Because if you begin to hear what somebody else is saying, more than you're hearing the spirit of the Lord talking to you, you'll go in another direction. And then you'll blame God because you ain't get what you were supposed to get. But you're all off the beaten path. So that's my message today. I told you it wouldn't be long. I hope you got something from it. I hope that it blessed your soul. I pray that we will begin to hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord like never before. I mean really, 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 really listen to God. Set aside time to listen to God. I didn't say spot off your needs. Set aside time to listen to the Holy Ghost. Listen to what the word is saying. Listen. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying today. Listen to God. He's speaking today. He has something that he has to say to you. But God is saying you won't listen. Because you're too busy. You're doing too much. You're trying to be everything to everybody. Why not just be everything to him and let him work out the details? Because he will. It ain't about mama, daddy, sister, brother. It's about the Lord. Jesus said, who is my mother? Who are are my siblings? Those that do the will of my father. Who are they? Are you doing his will? Are Are you going to be identified On that great and terrible day, yes, it's going to be great for some and terrible for others. God is saying today, get it right. Get yourself together. Get back in the word. Get back in prayer. Hearken diligently into the voice of the Lord and keep his commandments. Get out of that sandbox and get back on the battlefield and go to war for souls. What's the emergency? Y'all know it. 911 lost souls. That's the great commission. Your bling ain't your commission. Our hair ain't our commission. Our nails ain't our commission. Our clothes ain't our commission. Me and your haircut and your cologne ain't your commission. The commission is to get out here and win lost souls because people are dying and going to hell. That's the commission. I'm so glad we have a church outside. Hallelujah. Glory. See, the enemy want to shut down the church. We just bring it on the outside and open it wide open, right? We open it wide open. It's wide open out here. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around and made it good. Because not only are you getting the gospel, the neighborhood is getting the gospel. And whenever the word goes out, it affects and causes change in the atmosphere. What are we speaking to right now? We are literally speaking into the atmosphere in this community. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That is my message. And I just want to say if there's anyone out there that don't know Jesus... Or have lost your way and you've turned and you've made a detour and you need to come back. And you know God is pricking your heart right now. Your heart may be racing. It may be doing a little thud, thud, thud. Or you may just feel all Holy Ghost conviction. And in your spirit you hang in your head because you know some things in your life that's come between you and your Savior. It's some people, it's some things, it's some habits that's come between you and God. Now is the time to get it right. Now is the time to rededicate yourself back to God so that you can get back on the battlefield. You know, you know, we don't we don't condemn people because we're all human. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the blood. Thank God I don't have to walk under condemnation for what I did, what I said, what I thought. All you got to do is repent. Turn, go the other direction, the direction that God is calling you to go in. So let's uh, pray a prayer with me today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I repent right now for the sins known and unknown in my life. God, I give my heart to you, Father. I ask that you would cleanse me from all righteousness. 
acknowledge God that you are Jesus that you are the son of God and you came to seek and save those that are lost and I give myself to you and I acknowledge you as my Lord and my King and my Savior and God by faith I receive your healing, I receive your deliverance, and I receive your forgiveness of sin. And I turn from my wicked ways, and I turn to you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Welcome into the kingdom. For those who just gave your heart to the Lord, welcome back to the kingdom. Those that repented and turned back from your evil ways. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to now take up our...